0: i by. glad to have you some lady back. It's Haya Rachik. She is the founder of Lives of TikTok and she has set the media and the left world on its ear. Haya, it's good to see you. First of all, it's, it's important because you're an observant Jew. This is pre recorded. We're not doing this when it would not be okay for your religious beliefs to do it. So just to let people know we, we're doing this earlier in the day. How are you? Good to see you. Hey,
2: Joe. It's great to see you again. Thanks for having
0: me back. N- nice to meet you in person in Mar a Lago. And uh, you know, yeah. that it's, what's amazing to me, Haya, is that you have this infectious smile. Even though, like, everybody on the left just wants you to go away. How do, you, how do you deal with that? It's almost as if it's not just letting it roll off your back. You're actually taking their hate and making it a positive for you and what you do.
2: Yeah, it's funny you say that because everyone I meet is like, oh, you're like just a regular person. And I'm like, yeah, like, I'm just a regular person. I, I, I just live my life. I like to have a good time. Um, I have friends and I, I have, I, you know, I'm living my life. And, and they make me out to be this, like, demonic, dangerous, terrorist villain. And, like, you meet me, and it's like, it just doesn't add
0: up. You know, I was in a space the other day where you were, and, um, and I think both the Libs of TikTok account and your account, your personal account, were both in there. And it was interesting. Somebody brought this up, and I thought it was a very interesting angle. The media almost wants you to do more, because if they put Libs of TikTok in the headline, it gets clicks, doesn't it?
2: yeah it's very interesting a lot of people are saying that i feel like they're using me for clickbait because they write these like defamatory articles and then i'm going to respond because i I don't want to be defamed and i want to call out their lies and then they get more clicks on that than any of their other you know articles that nobody even reads anymore
0: I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. On one of the stories recently, it said lives of TikTok uh, instigated bomb threats or something stupid like that in the headline. And then when you read the actual story, they, they went as far as to say lives of TikTok didn't Causing bomb threats. I mean, it's like they say the lie in the headline. People have to click it. They have to read it, and it's because of the reach of your account. For those who aren't familiar, let, let, let me just sort of outline what it is that you you've done for a while now. You'll go to TikTok, which is a social media platform based in Beijing. I, they say they're not, but they are. Um, you go there, just see videos, take videos wholesale, repost them over on Twitter and, and you, don't, you aren't changing anything. You're not editing anything. You're not even giving much commentary, maybe a little bit of commentary, and they're attacking you simply for just spreading the, the video somebody posted to a wider audience. How can they possibly have a problem with somebody who is taking a public video and just reposting it?
2: They want to live in their bubble where everybody agrees with them, and then I post their own content, and they see that it's getting a much wider audience of people who might not agree, And they also I I, I think a big part of it also is that the second they open their mouths, they actually discredit themselves and their views just don't hold up to scrutiny. So it's just they, they just can't handle seeing that.
0: But the thing is, when somebody posts a video, like I post videos and I'm doing very well on social media, it's growing slowly but surely. When I post a video, I want people to see it. So when somebody posts a video on TikTok, whether it's I'm a pansexual map person who wants to teach children that sex is good or something, if I do that, I wanted the public to see it. It's not like you go into their house and made them do it and then spread it around to defame them somehow. How can you defame somebody with their own material?
2: Right, and that's what and that's what what I said. They they want to live in their bubble where it's like only people who agree with them will see their content. And then I post it, and they they just freak out, like they don't even know what to do with it. So there's it's interesting because there's different reactions. Some of them do like a follow up, and they're like, "Oh, thank you so much! I got so many views," and and they kind of like play along with it, and they're they're like happy in a way. And some of them they they cry victim. I mean, most of them cry victim. They they lock down their accounts, they delete their accounts. They put up new videos, uh, calling me out, saying that I'm, you know, a terrorist and and I'm hateful and this and all these names. And I'm just like, it was your video. I just took it. You know, you right. don't have to have a public account. You don't have to put out content like this. Um, but I, I just took it and shared it. And, and I'm sorry that not everyone's going to agree with you.
0: It's a higher rate chick. It's spelled C-H-A-Y-A. Last name is R-A-I-C-H-I-K. She's the founder of uh, Lives of TikTok. When you started the account, what was the thought process? Were you on TikTok and said, wow, there's a lot of garbage on here that's going to pollute the minds of kids. Let me just make sure everybody sees it because you didn't go from zero to millions of followers overnight. Something had to happen where people started engaging with what you did. What was the original idea?
2: Originally, it was just COVID. Um, I saw these funny videos and then once I was on TikTok, I started seeing all the other kinds of content uh, and I was just very alarmed. And I felt like America didn't know to what extent this was going on. Uh, and I had to educate people and raise awareness. So I started, uh, posting all those other kinds of content, you know, the, the groomer teachers, the LGBTQ activists targeting kids, like the, the doctors chopping off kids body parts, like all those, all those types of things. I, I was, I was just, uh, um, it was shocking. So I, I started sharing that. And then, I mean, it really grew thanks to Joe Rogan. He gave me a couple of shout outs. (laughs) Um, that will definitely help you grow. So, and then, you know, I think, You know, people just uh, they people just uh, they saw the content and and they they were shocked and they they helped share it.
0: Those who are on the left who make this kind of content, queer ideology is a real thing. Um, Pedophilia is a real thing and, and they want the world to be the world through their eyes and their their desires. But the left wants us to believe it's organic. It's just there's one trans person here and another gay person over there. Maybe there's a pedophile over here, but it's not some organized thing. Through what you do, you have exposed to all of us, I believe, and, and tell me if you agree with this, that this is organized, this is a real thing, and now we're looking at an entire generation that 20 to 40% of people identify as somehow involved in this alphabet ideology. Is is that the truth? And, and why is it that the left thinks they can convince me, I'm a smart guy, that it's organic somehow and it's every individual?
2: Yeah, you know, in, in the beginning they would say, oh, you're cherry picking content, and right and then but but that doesn't hold up because here we are almost two and a half years later and there's new content every single day and it's it's new things it's and it it's all mostly along these lines um there is a very very clear agenda to sexualize and target kids and when you see the numbers of the, the jump in in the percentages of how many kids are are identifying as lgbtq it's there's no way it's natural it is is 100 an agenda and it's also a social contagion so you know social media is also playing a role in that i believe
0: it's a higher rate chick she's the founder of libs of tiktok you were never going to be seen you're going to be the anonymous founder and the person who posted on libs of tiktok was it was it pressure from people who were doxing you and literally putting you at risk that made you say let me get in front of this
2: yeah, that was a big part of, of the decision to show my face. Um and, and another part of it is I was doing it for about a year and a half and I just felt like, you know what, I I own this, um, I believe in it. I I wanna put my, my face behind it. I'm not embarrassed of it. Um I, I I'm very proud of it. So that was another part of that
0: do you think x is fixed i know that elon musk goes on and on about how it's fixed and and i can only talk from my own personal experience it's not fixed for me i'm still hidden in in many cases i've got a lot of followers now nowhere near like you but approaching two hundred thousand. and still very few people see it and every once in a while i'll see you post something saying hey what's going on why did this not get any engagement is it fixed yet i mean don't do you agree with me that he should have just gone in erased every algorithm and started from scratch which i don't think he did
2: I'm not going to pretend to understand how algorithms right. and Twitter code works at all. Yeah. Um, but I think I, there's definitely, there's definitely room for improvement a hundred percent. There's still accounts getting shadow banned and just suspended out of the blue. And, uh, it's very strange, but, um, uh, from my experience, Elon has been quick to, to address that and, and fix the issues, yeah. um, if he sees it. And I, I think all in all, it's one thousand. Percent is better, Um, but I think there's always going to be room for improvement. Yeah,
0: no, it's definitely better. Are you are you able to be on any other platforms, or is it just is it just uh, Twitter or X?
2: No, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, They both suspended me permanently and then gave me back my account after backlash. Uh, But but as of now, I have both my Instagram and Facebook accounts.
0: When you get suspended. Do they ever give you a reason? Like, I haven't been suspended on Instagram, but a couple of my things have been, have been covered. Uh, click here. It's uh, sensitive content or some garbage like that, which, of course, it's not. But when you get suspended by social media with a big account like yours and a big footprint like yours in social media, will they respond to you?
2: Um, it's, they usually just say I like, broke their, their guidelines or policy. They don't, they don't give an exact reason. And nobody knows what um, that means. Exactly. It could it could be anything. I mean, you know, and and there are people who post, let's say, like the same video that I would and mine gets taken down and theirs doesn't. So there's definitely targeting happening against me. Uh, But I mean, I'm just going to keep posting there until they suspend me. I expect it's going to happen at some point. Uh, But, you know, when it does, honestly, I love Twitter. Um, I think Twitter's the future. Nothing beats Twitter. So if they suspend me, then we'll just be all on Twitter.
0: Well, he's going all in. I mean, he, he wants everybody to make their own phone calls from Twitter, and all your text messages should be through uh, X. So, I mean, I, I get what he's trying to do with it, and I hope that they do get rid of these old algorithms. It's Chaya it's, it's spelled C-H-A-Y-A-R-A-I-C-H-I-K. Go and follow her personally on X and everywhere else, but Libs of TikTok is her account um, that, that covers these stories. I want to get into your trip to Israel, because if you go to Twitter or X or any online platform, especially TikTok, They will make it seem as though Israel has committed genocide and continues to commit genocide against uh, Gaza. They're killing every Palestinian because they're brown people or something. Now, you've been there. My parents have been to Israel. I've never been to Israel, but I've seen people from Israel and who are Palestinian, and they look very similar. I don't know how one's brown and one's not. I don't, I don't understand how that whole thing works. But you've now gone to Israel, and the narrative we're getting from that side of the world is actually pretty sick, like our good friend Israel is doing something bad, which, of course, they're not. Without the October 7th attack, there would have been no response. There would be peace in the region. The peace was broken by Hamas so when you go there and you now see it in person and you stand in the homes where people were killed just just fill my audience in on just what you got out of that
2: yeah well first of all I hope you make it there soon it's really an incredible country. I love to go. It's beautiful the culture there's interesting uh there's so much to offer um but I so I went there and obviously you see videos and pictures and news reports uh but being there in person was life-changing i mean it was eye-opening i i went i visited some of the kibbutzim where the massacre happened i stood in homes that hamas burnt to the ground um it was it was just it was it was amazing you you still um amazing in a in a in a bad way obviously yes. <laughs> in, a, in a freaky way right. uh but just like an incredible experience and you still could smell the fire like it's it's still I, and I only, I only went a couple weeks ago uh, so it's pretty recent uh, i don't know what the situation there is now but you you smell burnt plastic you smell the fire and every single home has a story it, it, it's wild there there's hundreds of homes between all the cubits that were hit and every single one has another story some of them have miracle stories which is amazing uh some of them obviously have the most horrific tragic stories um one was like, an entire family wiped out parents three kids I went to their home. I that that was. I think that was the most, uh, you know, moving for me. Uh, of course, the Bebas family, who we don't know if they're alive or dead. They're they're all uh, they're all still hostages. Um, and then and then hearing the firsthand testimony, because you know you do see a lot of the media narrative, like oh, you know, this didn't happen. There was no rape. There was no this. That you know, Hamas didn't actually uh, burn down the homes. And then you talk to people who watched it happen, who were there. And uh, obviously, it's an it's an entirely different story. You know, there was I heard, uh, I heard stories of of rape from first responders who saw it happen. Um, I heard stories of of people who saw Hamas burning down homes. So I mean, it was it was very powerful.
0: I mean, Hamas, the terrorists were actually videotaping themselves raping people and killing people and cutting people's heads off and burning down places. The idea that the media can make some other spin, some other narrative makes me sick.
2: The kibbutzim, they're very eerie, and you, all you hear are like, birds chirping, and you know there's grass, and then there's just uh, homes that were completely burned down, and it's just quiet and eerie, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's freaky.
0: Well, I thank God that you tell us the truth about that. You tell us the truth about everything else. It's a higher chick. Go and follow her and also Libs of TikTok anywhere you can. Let's talk about a couple of quick stories that, that you're following now. The MS Society literally got rid of a 90 year old volunteer. Why?
2: Uh, she didn't understand what the pronouns and the signature was.
0: She's 90 because she, she grew up in a normal time. So instead of sitting down and explaining to her, they just got rid of her
2: it's such a wild story and they reached out to me and they were like can you help us share our story and i almost didn't believe it like i I, i've been doing this for two and a half years and um it's when something shocks me i'm like you know it's pretty rare because these people they come up with new crazy ideas every day and i'm just like you know what's what's next and uh, i'm kind of used to it but this was so shocking and I spoke to this ninety year old volunteer personally, and she is exactly what you would expect. she's ninety years old, she's a sweet, cute old grandmother, right. and she's dedicated her entire life to sixty years sixty years to to uh to supporting m s people who have m s um and she was she was linked up with the m s society. Uh, her husband, her late husband had MS and, uh, they just, they let her go. They took away her, her, her entire life's work. And this was, this was her passion. Uh, this, this gave her joy and gave her meaning and they took it away from her in a split second because she asked, what are those, what are those words in your email signature? I keep seeing it. She, her, like, what does that mean? And they, they said that it's not, she, she violated their inclusion policies.
0: Now the, the the person I guess who is the volunteers manager who is mad this woman didn't know about DEI has now deleted her LinkedIn. Is she going to quit? Is this ninety year old going to be brought back in and apologized to? What's going to happen?
2: So um, I don't know. She she Callie the volunteers manager deleted her LinkedIn. Uh, the president I don't know if you saw this. The president of the MS Society, Cindy, she announced that she's retiring. She announced. Did that not actually, see that. No. Yeah, I, I posted that on Twitter. It came. Totally unexpected, I'm told, from, from employees, totally out of the blue. They did not see this coming. She did not link it to any uh, recent stories. But to me, it feels obvious that it's connected. Um, and, you know, very coincidental timing to suddenly, out of the blue, announce your retirement. Uh, but, I mean, I, so Fran, who's the 90-year-old volunteer, when I spoke to her, she said she would be open to, to working with MS Society. Like, she, she really just – she wants to help people. She wants to support people. And she wants to be involved with supporting people who have MS. Right. Um, and she's like – she said, you know, if they would have her back, then she really does want to. But it seems at this point, then, that it's not going to happen because the MS Society has decided to double, triple, and quadruple down on their stance.
0: And it's stunning. <laughs> I don't understand. A woman gives – The people don't live 60 years sometimes. She's given an entire lifetime to serve somebody else. It's completely selfless. And because of pronouns, these people have to wake up. Hi, i got to tell you something. You expose so much garbage out there because you're a great person with real values, and you understand that most of us are like you and not like these idiots at the MS Society. I hope they do an about face. I hope a new director comes in and fixes this. And thank God you're on this. We're frankly out of time, but you're also covering the story about Idaho passing a bill that allows the death penalty for pedophiles. I'm for that, and I'm glad they did that. I'm glad that you're telling us about it. You're going to continue doing this work, aren't you?
2: Yeah, 100%. I'm going to continue for as long as I'm needed, for as long as I
0: can. Well, you're needed big time. And, I, and I'm so glad that you came back on today. It's higher, Rachel. Go follow Todd. Uh, Libs of TikTok on and follow her personally as well. Come back on again soon, my friend.
2: Yeah.
0: Thank you, Joe. All right. Thank you. We're back after this. Stay right here.
1: This is the Joe Pag Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
0: back on the program, chayaraichik one over on X or Libs of TikTok on X. Go to Libs of TikTok.com and find out more about what she's doing. Again, literally not editing or altering these videos at all, grabbing them off of TikTok, exposing them over on Twitter, and people are freaking out on the left. How dare you target these people? They're not targeting anybody. They're posting their own videos. She's exposing them. She's doing great work. Keep it here. Much more to come. Joe Pags.